Hello, welcome. Welcome back to Without Conditions Podcast episode, what is it? Three. Three? three? So three. Trace. Oh, snap. <laughs> we coming with episode three with the guest, nobody but himself, Trace underscore official or Trace Trace. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But um, yeah. Um, on this episode, we're talking about. Oh, hold on. We had like a yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? Oh, the fire idea. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode, we're gonna be talking about nightmares come true. So the last episode was seeing my dreams unfold, where Chris and I talked about our dreams a little bit how we came into re or how they were coming into reality and we kind of ended it there. This one will be talking about how when you pursue your dreams, the things are obstacles that you end up facing while pursuing them, which is why we wanted to bring in our special guest, Trace. Yay. It looks like <laughs> some hand claps there. <laughs> um, so I'll let you introduce yourself, but I know we've him on the podcast before he's made our intro on here. He's a really awesome human coach, friend, if I say so myself. Um, but if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Trace, I'll let you go. Uh, what's up, everybody? What's up, Chris? What's up, Jess? It's, uh, Hello. It's great to finally, you know, be on the podcast, you know. Um, I'm honored to be the first guest. You know, that's a big deal. So, um, <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, just a little bit about myself. Um, me and Chris known each other since grade school, early grade school. Um, met Jess later on, you know, kind of through Chris. Um, and uh, for myself personally, you know, I coach with Chris now. Um, you know, he's a part of our illustrious staff. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel and up. then uh, then outside of uh, coaching, I'm also a teacher, and I am a brand new blog writer for Bliss Pop. Uh oh, um, which is like level up, level up. yeah, a house music EDM style um, blog based out of DC. But you know, we do a lot of stuff in Richmond as well. Um, and then really all over the world. And then myself personally, um, I make music, uh, sing, produce, compose, do all that stuff. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Since last episode, all right, we're going to go back to last episode. Going back to last episode, what's your, what was your dream? Um, I guess throughout life it's changed. Um, you know, obviously, you know, at a young age, I wanted to grow up and, you know, be a, a professional athlete. You know, that's a lot of kids' dreams and, um, you know, but at some point athletics ends, you know, if you don't get to that top, top level, you know, it is what it is. And so, um, once that dream started to fade away, you know, it's kind of that transition period trying to figure out what to do next. And, uh, you know, one big dream for myself is, you know, to, to coach at my alma mater and, you know, hopefully get a state championship and stuff. And, you know, I've kind of always wanted to do that. Like, even no matter how far my football career took me, I wanted to do that after football was over. Um, and then just recently, you know, in the past two years or so, um, it's been about, I guess, a year and a half now um, since I've been making music. Now, you know, that's a big part of, like, the dream picture. And um, I kind of just want to see where it will take me, um, you know, whether it's, you know, just production or it's, you know, performing and, you know, writing and, and singing the music or mm -hmm. if it's like on the blog side, like, you know, interviewing artists, like getting to go to shows and like just, you know, being able to absorb the scene and like maybe travel a little bit. Like 
that would be a big dream my you know for myself now um but it's always evolving like just like how you know sure. music came out of nowhere you know it feels like at least um you know it could be something else um but yeah it's it's forever evolving i'd say i feel like you're being modest music did not come out of nowhere you are very big into music before you started producing and composing and writing. Thanks. Yeah, that's it's true. like a family yeah. history. Yeah, no, I um, you know, like going back to my great grandfather, he was a a blues musician down mm-hmm. in uh in you know East Texas, which kind of puts him into like the Delta blues scene, you know, region. And then my uh, my grandmother also, uh, she sung in the church and stuff, and she could, you know, she taught herself how to play piano and organ by ear you know so um there's definitely a musical um i guess dynamic in my family even my dad my dad's a a great bass player and stuff he can play acoustic and um Mm -hmm. you know so on that side of the family my dad's side of the family it's kind of kind of always been there but i mean i wouldn't say i had a big focus on the creation of music but like like you were saying, Jess, like I've always loved music and I try to listen to as many genres as possible. And I love like, you know, being a, you know, history major. I love the history behind artists and acts and, and music and stuff. Like I can get lost on the Wikipedia page just reading about, you know, you know, somebody's manager, like reading about the Beatles manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's always been interesting. So um, I guess more so like the idea of oh i can actually make music you know that yeah. kind of sprung up on me but yeah you're, you're you're completely right about like the the background it's kind of always been in the background a little bit but mm-hmm. you know as you know chris like football you know high school and the college like that takes up 95 percent of your time so um it's i guess now i finally just had time for it to really you know step into the forefront i just bring that out there march 28th 2022 his album is dropping so y'all tune in continue to pre-save and all that extra yeah definitely definitely pre-save um you know it helps helps with the analytics helps me know you know who's listening and uh and uh you know if you if you guys you know are are excited for certain tracks um and yeah 28th is my half birthday so the last one my first ep dropped on my birthday so um yeah i decided to kind of keep a theme going so most likely the one after this will be on my birthday but we'll see so how how many songs? Uh, there's gonna be six tracks um, six. on the on the EP. The EP is called Desolate. Um, you know, it's the uh, it's the sequel to Detach from uh, you know my first EP. Um, it's double the tracks. First EP was only uh, three songs. So um, you know, as as I learn what I'm doing more and get better at it, it's easier to make tracks, get them cleaned up and stuff, and get them ready to um, you know be streamed. So yeah. makes it a lot easier, and I feel like I found my sound, you know. So, you know, for real, the stuff that's on Detach was like the very beginning of, you know, the sound that I wanted to make. So, um, this is like a, um, you know, the next chapter, the next step in that. So it's a little yeah. bit deeper, um, as far as production style and and layers to the music, and I got more power to produce with now. Upgraded my uh you know, my hardware and stuff that I'm working on. So that helped a lot. What's that DJ name? Khaled. Mustard. We, we can go with Khaled. That's what his <laughs> setup looks like. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's modest, but it's better than what it was. Before it was just that old dusty uh, 2013 MacBook Air that wanted to turn <laughs> off on me every 10 minutes. So 
Gotta yeah. stop somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in, in talking about how our dreams unfold, right? Um, and nightmares come true, of course. Um, I'm wondering for you, since you just mentioned like you just now found your sound, what were the obstacles that took you to getting into music, but then also to knowing that like this is my sound to all the songs that you've made? So I'll start with the first part. I guess like with getting into it and like like originally I had to figure out what I could do. Like what could I get done on originally GarageBand and then, you know, advance into Logic Pro? Like what can I actually get done? Like what kind of sounds can I make? Um, you know, how much depth can I make in a production? So that took up like a lot of the early days. Like I was just trying to figure out, you know, cause like originally I didn't, you know, sing at all or anything on tracks. I was just trying to, you know, um, figure out how to get a track done. Like, like try to figure out the workflow and, you know, get a routine down and get a, um, you know, like a method down that, that I use, you know, most of the time. So that took a lot of the time in the early stages. And then once I got used to like that aspect of it, I'd say the, the hardest part with finding a sound is that I listen to a lot of different sounds. Yeah. So like a lot of my influences, you know, they range all the way back to like, you know, um, Elvis Presley, you know, um, uh, the Beatles, um, you know, and then you got, you know, eighties acts like hip hop and stuff, NWA, like it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm not a rapper or anything, but you know, still with that production style mm -hmm. and the sampling and stuff like that. Um, it's, you know, it was hard to like pin it down. Cause at first I was making kind of like, um, bedroom pop, dream pop kind of music, yeah. like vocally, at least like once I started like singing on tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like, I kind of, I guess, it kind of just happened. I guess it's just part of a progression. Like one day, you know, I sat down, I made a track, I decided what key it was going to be in. You know, key and the tempo are going to be a huge part of it. And then mm -hmm. I laid down some drums I really liked, right? And a lot of genre-defining um, sounds come from the drums and the tempo. Um, and then once I, like, I felt really good about that, um, then the instrumentation I decided to use, like, it kind of falls in line with like synth wave kind of dark wave ish um style mm -hmm. so um you know once i got that figured out like once i i kind of laid the first track um on detach i was kind of like okay this is like the vein on a in and stuff and i still produce other sounds and stuff for other artists but um you know for myself personally it kind of just kind of happened you know like i was really into the dream pop stuff and like i was making a lot of tracks didn't re release a lot of them but i did like a lot of covers and that i did release in the dream pop style the bedroom pop style but um you know i guess i felt like it wasn't you know it wasn't like i didn't like them it just wasn't the direction i wanted to go with my solo music yeah okay so it was like a feeling yeah like you know like the first time i like really got one done that's like in my genre and was playing it back. I was like, okay, I could see myself like not only making more songs like this, but then like growing off of this. Yeah. Like I could kind of, um, you know, envision like a natural, um, growth point beginning right there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once I had that, like it's, it's so much easier. Cause now I know what to, to start with. Like I know what I'm aiming for, no matter what the track is like, or what the content of the lyrics is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, smoothed it out a little bit. Yeah. 
that makes sense it's also really cool being like behind the scenes of someone who does music like even on your lives you see i'd be asking all these questions because yeah. i'm like what are you doing how yeah. does this work <laughs> um and as someone who is listening to music a lot it's interesting to i think be able to see like what goes into making music all the different levels and layers especially since you start like you're you're starting from scratch like you don't well, sometimes you do covers, but like yeah. when you're making your albums and stuff, you make your beats from basically nothing. Yeah. And then you throw in the eight oh eights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know about that. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um so it's all really, it's always really interesting to see like how things unfold. And I think in, in talking about the way that um you figure out how your well, bring right back to the podcast like topic is like nightmares coming true, is that like you never know where you're actually starting from. Right. So like I'm in a shape both of y'all, Massey, both, both of you, like, how do you guys find, like, the initial starting place to get to whatever dream we're talking about, whether it's music, whether it's football? Um, how do you guys do, like, the learning, basic kind of start level of all the things that you are going for in your dreams? I'll go first. Um, like I said the last episode, that first part of it, you got to commit to it. Like, when I first started coaching, I didn't really know a lot, knew a lot. I knew basic stuff, but once I elevated, like getting books, going YouTube, going to clinics, like you learn a lot more stuff from coaches who are who've been doing this for twenty, thirty, forty years. Yeah, it's just once you commit to it, guys, the limit. Like how basically none of my dreams came, and I had to make my own path. So me, I had to realize that path is gone. Got to make a new path. So me making that new path, I had to commit. To that new path and that old path go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, like you're saying with um commitment and consistency, like that was that's yeah. the main thing I would, you know, piggyback on is um making that conscious decision, like not just, you know, just constantly thinking like, Oh, okay, I might do this, I might do that, but mm-hmm. like picking what it's gonna be, making it a conscious thing, kind of setting out a plan. It doesn't have to be like a you know, I'm not the most like strict person when it comes to point a b c t like i'm not you know going straight in line but um you know like still having that that idea of what you want to do and then being consistent with it like whatever it is like pick out a certain amount of time a day or or throughout your week to where you focus on just that like um you know i don't do music every day you know i don't do football every day like there's different times where i you know fit in um, one or the other, but the big thing for me is like that idea of mastering something in 15,000 hours. Like if you're not consistent, like you'll never reach that. Like you'll never get anywhere close to it. Like, cause I, I thought about, you know, when I first really got into that, I would think about like my football career and how, how long it probably took me to like master my position. And it's probably more than 15,000 hours to be, to be honest, cause I played <laughs> the same position from third grade all the way until I was done at 23 years old. So, um, there was always something more to learn about it, to get better at it. And there's so many other things and we all do it. You know, everyone, you know, sometimes we pick something that we're like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's a hobby or, you know, um, a goal or something like that. And if you don't commit yourself to it, it kind of just fizzles out. To, uh, back up, um, was talking about earlier, like, like you said about being an athlete i was like when people used to ask me like so what you gonna do if you do make it to the nfl what's after the nfl 
What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this for that's right, 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 right. <laughs> I like, didn't reach the goal. That's the finish line. There ain't no B. My body? What you mean my body can't go past 50? Yeah. I didn't know that. Right. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. What am I going to do after football? Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with y'all. I have nothing else to add. I mean, consistency, discipline is the same thing. Um, I feel like they all really go hand in hand, um, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that I may be different from both of y'all because I'm more analytical than anything. So I'm like, I have, a, I have an idea. I'm researching every possible outcome, A, B, C, D, E, right, F, G. Yeah. Um, go into the double A's like I double the alphabet. When <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's how analytical yeah. I am. I want every letter. possible outcome. Capital letter and lowercase letter. Exactly, mm-hmm. everything, everything covering all my bases. So for me, I think it's always hard to think about consistency because I'm always like, but I I didn't plan for this. Like I didn't I didn't plan for this birth to happen and take up 30 hours of my day. I right. planned for it to take 20. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, um, which then leaves me with like this feeling. Which my next question, kind of diving into it. Um, this feeling that I have of like doubt within myself and like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe like a bit of self-sabotage, perfectionism all into their way. I know that you and I talk about perfectionism a lot, yeah. Trace and I. And, and um, nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm interested in knowing as well, like, and I can answer the question first or last either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when things of like doubt or self-sabotage or perfectionism like come in to like tackle your dreams before they even are our reality or while they're like becoming reality to you what are things that you do or have done or have figured out like how you can get past it because i i think i feel like i'm in a place right now where my self-sabotage is just like allowing itself to take over and i'm just like okay i'll rest instead maybe it's time for me to just you know i mentioned that i mentioned that last episode about resting as black folks and how it's really important for us to just like take a breather um and be our ancestors debt collector i'll repeat that again um so i'm like well maybe because the sabotage is there i should just sleep instead you know Mm -hmm. but it's like jessica maybe you should just get past that so i'm i'm struggling to get past that so i'm wondering how can i move past that maybe the people who are listening can also figure out or help to figure out how they can get past it too uh i go first um so yeah I, i had the same thing like i remember scrolling on tiktok and i forgot what the girl was talking about but she was like yeah People make brownies. Everybody make brownies, but they haven't had your brownie yet. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah, a whole bunch of podcasters is on the platform, but have they heard our voices? Yeah. Like what we can bring to that same community. Right. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about that. And then when I'm driving, I seen my dream cars, see that Tahoe or that, that Porsche track hog. I was like, <laughs> I want to get there. So every morning when I wake up, I have a certain plan I need to get done or see if I can add some extra time for my family too. Yeah. So I never want to be on that low end again. Right. Because that was the lowest part of my life. That's that's what keeps me going every day. That's why I wake up at 4. That's case right there. <laughs> this reminder couldn't be me. Go ahead. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah. So like what struck a chord with me just then was like the brownie idea. Like, there's there's they're everywhere everyone makes them but you know if they haven't had yours yet like you don't know if it's you know if it is what it is like what you want it to be like is it going to make a certain impact on certain people and um i feel like um between athletics and 
music it's it's a different feeling for me like with athletics there's always like the it even even when i was playing at nsu like it was still like yeah it's technically d1 AA and it's a big pool of people around the nation but yeah. your immediate competition is who's on your team so yeah. like the guys you got to beat out to become the starter so like it made it seem really small mm-hmm. like you know when i first got there i was you know fourth maybe fifth on the depth chart like you know like no shot of being the starter and then like you just kind of chip away at it next thing you know you're competing with you know maybe two other guys and so you can kind of look at that and say you know like i you know if i keep doing this if i keep getting bigger stronger faster learn my playbook like i got a legitimate shot of being the guy and then once you're the the starter like like yeah you want to compete against other teams you're competing against but for me personally i didn't pay that much attention to like all conference honors all um all American honors, like mm. if you do what you're supposed to do, like that stuff comes, right? Yeah. Um, but then like musically, it's like that exact idea, like what you're talking about. Like it's easy to get down about it, like because there's like millions and millions and millions of people who do exactly what I do. Like, and there's people who are more talented than me by by leagues. Like, and that's you know, and I'm not upset about that. But knowing that, it's like man, like I'll like I'll come across people on on social media and they they'll make like ridiculous music just like beautiful music you can tell like they they know theory you know they they probably done music their whole lives right yeah and you're like man like this is great work and then you know they're barely getting any love for it so you know you see something like that and you're like well if this person person you know bees right you know no one's seeing this no one's listening to this and i'm like this is dope like yeah you can show them love and stuff and and no but then when you think about it internally like about yourself you're like well if this person not getting love like um then what what shot do i have right and yeah. you know you have those days where like you know like i've had days with me and i'm still early on in it where like i'm like you know like maybe not give it up but you know maybe i should take some time off like it's not moving as fast as i want it to like yeah. um you know i'm you know i'm making music it's all right but you know it could be so much better like and instead of like you know, there's some days where like you have that thought and you're like, okay, I'm gonna get better at it. But then there's other days where it's like, you know, what's what's the point, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and so it's easy to fall into those ruts. Like, I feel like music versus like football was every once in a while I get that feeling, like, like man, I'm working so hard and like I'm not getting the recognition or I didn't move up the depth chart or like, you know, coaches don't seem to care about it or whatever. But I feel like it was easier for me. I guess because that was more natural for me. It was like more of my element. It was just easier to put my head down and keep working in that. And it ended up working itself out. Um, but like with music, you know, it's the same thing. But then stuff happens, you know, with that as well. Like it's like where you think you're just stuck treading water. And then, you know, you finally like make a jump, you know, like so. And it comes randomly. Like you never know when it's going to happen. I feel like it's with most things in life. Yeah. I feel like y'all are very like comparisons a thief of joy. And I'm like, I'm not enough, which is what? very different, <laughs> very different vibes of the self-sabotage yeah, I yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's not a bad thing. You know, I think it's always so interesting. Our last episode, Chris, and I talked about this, too, because, like, um, even though we're both athletes, I feel like y'all as football players have this, like, competitive. And you, I think you probably put it into better words, right? Like, it's like. You're fit at one point, and as you work your way up, you get to being competing against two or three other people. Right. Um, so then, like, you are not necessarily comparing yourself, but you're competing against the person who's right beside you. Um, and, I mean, 
cheering is like that too. I think it's pl- displayed really well in cheer how it looks for people to be competing against each other to be like to make mat as they said on the on there. But I feel like in cheering, you also can be on a team where you make it regardless. It's just based on your skill level. You know, yeah. But depending on if you're in the front of the dance routine or the back depends on how good you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for, for me, it's not necessarily of like somebody else is doing this and I could do it just like them and not get as good as recognition or whatever. It just feels like, um, I think we talked this in the car the other day <laughs> and my words, my words are not going to be right right now. Um, but like it, it just feels like my self-sabotage is like, Jessica, you you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that's not a question for me. Um, it's also not a question of what success will look like for me once I do it. Um, the thing is, it's just like once you actually put it out there and you are successful, will it be enough? Will you be enough? Will you be able to maintain set enough that you've like put into place for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I talked to my therapist about this already, and of course she's helpful or whatever by telling me that I'm enough. And Chris has already affirmed me mm-hmm. that I'm enough. But like, I don't know, it feels like I'm just like in my own head, which is why I'm like, maybe I should just sleep. But like, I've been sleeping for a week yeah, or eight yeah, hours a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how much more sleep do I really need? <laughs> At this um, point, you're sleeping on yourself. Right. You know, exactly. That was good. I like the way you did that. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, I like it though. <laughs> Um, but so that was all. I'm off my soapbox. Hold on, um, not to cut you off, but all right, Kanye. Since, since you uh, sleeping, was it a nightmare? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate you for that one. That wasn't. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, that was all. I'm off my soapbox. I, I I think it's always interesting how we all have our own perspective of things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, it's like like what Trace was saying, like. And that football mindset, it's a whole completely different because you have to prepare yourself for playing it. I didn't know you were going to say life or death. <laughs> That's what I saw you coming. I mean, coming extremely violent. Game time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> game time. But like, like he was saying, like he's working his way up on the depth chart. Like you got to put in your head like, yeah, they're not better than me. Yeah. Like you have to really, really convince yourself. That, yeah, yeah. Really put that in your head. Like, staple it. Stamp it. Yeah. And it after that it gets easier because right. like you walking around like yeah <laughs> right you, you're not better than me for sure yeah. like, you know what i'm saying i feel like cheering is very much like what you see is what you get like mm-hmm. when you're when you're when you're competing on the mat if you drop a stunt there's no questions about you dropping the stunt the, the stunt fail mm-hmm. there's no like you know whatever you can try to save it but like it's what you see is what you and get it seems like such as like that you get that one moment like when when y'all are out there like, yeah. I, like i've seen the competitions where like if someone gets dropped in a routine, like that could that could take you out of semifinals or whatever, like yes. or you, you don't place where you need like with football, like everybody's mm-hmm. gonna have a missed assignment. Like you have a bad play, you get beat or whatever, but there's probably gonna be like seventy to eighty plays in that game. Yeah. Like right. so, you know, like, cause yeah, we used to get seventy, seventy five snaps. Even mm-hmm. if you get five bad snaps in a game, like they could be your worst snaps ever. Like your mm-hmm. overall percentage, if if the other seventy were good, the other sixty five were good, like you still had a good day, right. like, Thanks. but with cheer, like you, you got two and a half minutes, bro, and that's all. Yeah, Thanks. like that is, yeah, very precise. Very <laughs> the the margin for error, yeah, is like so much different. It is dug into our perfectionism even more. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, um, like 
I don't know how to explain it, but um, just have no regrets. Yeah. Do y'all ever feel like, I used to do this to myself a lot, and like with the music stuff, it was the first time that like I finally just threw it off to the side. I used to always think I was getting too old to do something. Like I, I'd always think like, you know, like, oh, it's, t- it's too late for me to start trying to do this. Like, because yeah. I almost didn't even start music because of that. I was like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're about to turn 27. Like, you know, it's, it's a young man's game. Like, you know, but then I like, uh, especially like a lot of different artists and stuff, not even just like vocalists and stuff, but like um, people who literally make art, like sculptors and stuff, painters and stuff, like actors like actors is a big one where like yeah. they don't get their first big role till like 35 mm-hmm. like 40 like like you know so Tiffany Haddish. yeah exactly like so then once i started looking at it from like that scope like because it's like what you were just saying like i didn't really mean to cut you off but like no, no, what did. like what you were saying like uh if you didn't do it and then you look back on it and you're like i could have did it like mm-hmm. you know like because with the music stuff like i had thought about doing it before and i tried a little you know um you know fruity loops dog before trying to make music and mm-hmm. like way back like when i was like a sophomore in college and yeah. like you know i guess i had a lot of stuff going on too and i had no clue what i was doing or how to even get to the point to to, to figure out what i was doing but like at first i look back i was like man i should have did it then like you you were you know 20 years old like you know you had everything in front of you, you had all this time but but then i realized like as a 26 about turning 27 year old saying that that you know, and that being the reason for me not starting it, then I would have been, you know, in another six years, 32, 30, about to turn 33, and I would have said the same thing. Like, man, when you were 26, you should have went ahead and, right. and right. did it. You should have went ahead and cut yeah. it. Yeah, like. When you're 26, we we'll starting when you're 26 and you're 33 now, where you, you could have been at. Right, exactly. Like, it's, it's, yeah. Like that, like you're saying, like looking back on it, missing out on that opportunity, like, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, I, you know, made that decision. But there's so many times in life where, like, I hadn't before, though. Right. Like, with training and stuff, like, like you know, my own physical fitness and stuff. Like, man, if I would have ran this program or did this, that, and the third back then, like, think about where you'd be at now. Like, oh. Where do we get these notions from? That, like, we are already old and we're 21. Or, like, we're already old and we're... Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, I, I always are. felt like that. No matter what it was, like, I always felt like whether I was, like, 19, you know... 23 26 and like now 28 like you always still get that feeling like oh i'm too old like even like being 20 21 years old thinking like oh i should have been did that yeah that's wild like that is like because i look at 22 year olds now 21 year olds now i'm like dude you got all the time in the world like you know like if you start something now like you could be my age and be six or seven years deep into it yeah like that's that's wild to only be a year and a half into the music stuff like and then realizing that I could really be eight years deep, you know, right now, like that, you know, kind of heartbreaking. But then it's also like, well, you know, at least it got started. But yeah, um, I always think about like where I where I actually was whenever I said I would have started something. Mm-hmm. So like, I think in could have been the last episode or maybe the yeah probably the last episode where we were talking about like me with YouTube. Like when I initially started, the first six videos that I have on my page they were where I wasn't right now, like yeah. even like mentally. Right. right? And so, um, different headspace. and thinking about like the content that I wanted to create, then I don't have the mental capacity. I didn't have the mental capacity to create it then. Right. And so maybe like even now thinking about maybe you needed six more years of song listening 
to be where you are right now to find your sound after right. doing music for two years, right? Oh, maybe yeah, it would have taken sure. way longer. You, you maybe wouldn't have had your sound. You would have been making music with whatever you were kind of going with for the last six years and then finally found your sound still in this moment when you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And in certain like uh like uh influences that I have that are in modern music, like they weren't making the music they make now. So like right. I wouldn't have had that influence. Like I mean obviously like the weekend's a huge influence, like the the direction he's going in production wise, like it's kinda like a retro, uh futuristic style of music like mm -hmm. um like those ideas and stuff like i mean you can hear you know some of the inspiration in my own songs like i wouldn't have had that like when i was 20 21 years old because you know he was still on you know the trilogy it just came out and uh you know in kiss land and stuff which sounds nothing like what he's doing right now so Thanks. um and then we have more access now like as time goes by we have more access to take in more information mm -hmm. like because i know y'all remember like when we were in high school, you had to buy albums. Like you had to buy a whole yeah. album or mm -hmm. you had to buy a single or you had to try to rip it off of like LimeWire or something mm -hmm. like that. But it's still mm -hmm. super hard to get. Mm -hmm. But now you pay $7 a month or whatever and you got all the music you want, yep. you know, out of on Apple or platform. Spotify. One platform, right? And then it like these apps are so much better now. They suggest artists that are like other artists. Mm -hmm. Like they make the playlist for you now. Like there's just so much little stuff that's so much different in, in 2022 than it was in 2012 like that you just made me like kind of think of and realize like i hadn't really thought about that but that's mm. you know so much different like i mean we like for me personally like the only music i would get like that wasn't some super old school stuff my parents were listening to or it wasn't on dat piff or really like being recommended when you go to the itunes store like that was pretty much it yeah mm -hmm. like you know, like it, you know, we were definitely in the mixtape era back in the day, but like, it's just so much easier now. It's so much easier to get on YouTube, have YouTube suggestions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know. And then people upload so much more. They upload old, old school stuff. Like you can find so much obscure music that you probably would have had to find like a freaking record mm -hmm. to listen to, you know, 10 years ago. Like, so it, it, it's definitely a game changer. Um, you know, so like you're saying, like, it's maybe in some of those cases, because, like, I do beat myself up about waiting on it, like, but like you're saying, like, maybe that wouldn't have been the time to do it. Right. Right. And I mean, you're probably right, because when I first tried it, it was just, I couldn't figure nothing out. <laughs> oh, this sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, them, oh, this is all off key, and I didn't know what key was, and I was just like, oh, this is, uh, why doesn't this sound right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, but now it's so much easier to do research and be self-taught, like. Um, you know, maybe sometimes I guess the waiting is good. Yeah. But age shouldn't be an excuse. For sure. Yeah, that's what I've learned. Don't use age as an excuse because we're still all young, like yeah. in the grand scheme. Like, so. Always have a time. Yeah. Time always comes. Like, right. feel it. When you feel it, I know you feel it every day. <laughs> feel it every day. Once that sign hits you, go time. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, I have a question. What's y'all top three artists right now? Kehlani, Kehlani. That was hard. Was it? Yeah. Was is that in order or? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. You go ahead. I'm gonna go. All right. Mine's not in any order, but the first one I say is my top one. I'm gonna go with Drake. Not yeah, that. I knew that. <laughs> uh, The Weeknd, Ivion, man. Uh. 
top three. That's a good top three for both of y'all. What can I say? Um, <laughs> even though only four people with name, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, math not math. No, nah, facts. Um, the weekend's definitely. It's I I wouldn't put them in order either, mm-hmm. but I'd say weekend Kanye, um, and the big crit's always going to be in my top three. Yeah, um, ish. Like the stuff he's doing now, like he's doing kind of like some some throwback stuff, like some very soulful, funky type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's always been big on samples like that, but now his production's grown so much that like he's creating the sounds. He's working with studio artists, yeah. so like they're laying down bass lines, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're laying down um, drum beats and stuff. Like he's not sampling that stuff much anymore. So like it's organic, it's new, but it sounds retro. Yeah, like, um, and he's like like a lot of guys like. 80s the 80s always come back around the 80s sound always comes back around Mm -hmm. but like that 70s funk and stuff like you only have a few other guys really trying to do it like thundercat does it thundercat has like a lot of um because he plays the hell out of a bass i like thundercat yeah thundercat is thundercat is dope like he's he's very talented he's one of those people where you know you hear a song and he's one of those people where it's like i'll never be able to do that like Mm -hmm. you know but um he is extremely talented and um it's it's hard to do a top three. Yeah. It's hard, like, because cause then, like, other influence and stuff. Like, I love the Black Keys, which is, like, alternative rock. Like, I love Black Keys. Like, I listen to them all the time, and they're very, like, Delta Blues-ish. Like, their early stuff, like, they did a lot of covers of, like, um, a lot of old blues um, guitarists, like, um, like black artists and stuff and what i like about them is like they did kind of make their name doing a lot of cover songs of like uh black artists but in recent years they've gone back and they paid a lot of tribute and gave a lot of credit and stuff like they've always like paid homage and stuff but Mm -hmm. they like put out a whole album that like where they put smaller artists on there like black artists and stuff Mm -hmm. like and they're two white dudes from ohio like if you're not familiar with them two white dudes from from ohio but they you know they're they're dope for doing that yeah um, and then like Vampire Weekend is another non like hip hop R and B act that like I I think they're genius. Mm-hmm. Ezra uh, Koenig, the the lead singer, he writes a lot of their songs. He's a genius. Yeah. Um, but Kanye is always gonna be like it, Kanye the person is one thing, but his <laughs> musical genius and his creative genius is wild. Like watching mm-hmm. that uh that documentary, mm-hmm. wild. Like it's just two things: the work ethic. Like, cause it's like, it's so easy to like call someone a genius sometimes and just think like, oh, they just wake up and have these ideas and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like what I learned from that is like, he puts himself in scenarios and works hard and stays in it, you know, to where he gives himself opportunities to come up with those ideas. Yeah. Like he's not laxed in it at all. Like, I mean, like now, like the studios he works in and stuff, he's got a million things going on. He's working on clothing. He's working on the shoes. He's working on music. Mm -hmm. Like. He's watching film, like old, like Japanese film, like samurai movies and stuff, like some of the greatest movies, you know, of all time. But like, but he's got all, he's just, I don't know. Like, he's just, I don't know. He's just, that's why he's probably at the top for me. Like, yeah. I don't, like The weekend is much more mysterious and stuff. And he doesn't like, he's never really shown as much of himself to the public. So it's harder to kind of see like his workflow and how he gets from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, but with Kanye, like it's, and his career has been going on much longer, 10 years longer than the weekend. So, um, 
you know, it's easier to kind of see and dissect him, I guess. But, you know, Kanye rather than The Weeknd. But um, my my I guess what all three, if we just look at Crit, Kanye, and uh, The Weeknd, all three of them kind of have their own sound. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, what I like most about it. Like, they're influenced by older artists. Like, The Weeknd's influenced by a lot of uh, 80s artists. Michael Jackson always comes up, like... Yep. Um, you know, and then uh even Ye's like his whole eight oh eights and Heartbreakers album, like it's based out of the roots of like the eight oh eight drum, which is major eighties influence, like um and then crit, like I was saying, like with the seventies music and stuff, like they're mm-hmm. influenced by those older acts, but it they made it their own, they make it their own. Um and it's like the natural progression that you'd want out of those genres. Yeah. Because I mean that's like literally from the first drum beat thousands of years ago like it's all been progression since then that's like you know unless you're like stealing exact melodies or stealing lyrics like and trying to make it your own like anything else like everyone's influenced by somebody else yeah like some of the you know the biggest hits like when people try to get on drake all the time about um sampling sampling and like morphing other people's sounds Mm -hmm. like when um what was that song uh came out it was like it's 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 louisiana bounce music but i can't think of the name of the song oh um i can't think of what what's that i don't know what it's called yeah what's called too that's the joke she was in right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she'd okay. be doing that dance everywhere but yeah like yeah, he's not <laughs> he's not um stealing that like it's his own song mm-hmm. like but it's based out of that genre and like it's progression of it like i mean some of kanye's more famous songs as of later straight up gospel influence yeah like even outside of like the 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 album that was a true gospel album like even on donda like a lot of that stuff is gospel influence like and they've been singing those hymns and those those chords and stuff for hundreds of years so he's not stealing it you know he's he's progressing upon it so i just went on a wild tangent but no yeah you're you're good no i I mean i feel that i think um i love that you are very like into the artist and the music at the same time because i feel like even though Alyssa kilani like i do um that's how i feel about her like very very similar um i don't know if i've ever expressed this i think i did on my instagram stories but like when i was in college kilani was the first artist who had expressed like interest in women Mm -hmm. which is same you know um and so first position is the song but like I had never heard an artist do that, and I was like, right. "Hold up, not her being gay like me!" Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like I started following her, and Kehlani's very like present when she creates; it's always present. Like, um, when she dropped uh, "Sweet Sexy Savage," she wasn't in the feels of that album anymore. Um, when she had to tour for it, but she had to tour for it because it was a part of like her contract right, with her right, label. Right, right that language yeah, could be wrong but choice, like yeah. he had to do it and it wasn't like what she was feeling anymore um but like even when she dropped valentine's day shameful that was very in the moment like she she embodies like being present but then she also like embodies vulnerability which is the same thing that i do like i am value i value being present and i value vulnerability um and then just like overall like i think that she's just a dope ass human on top of her being fine um like she just she, and she's very like i to repeat it again she's just very like honest <laughs> there's nothing else for me to say about yeah, her transparent um yeah and like and it's it and she makes it 
like she's a human and that's like very much known you know um her like story is obviously in the music her passions obviously in the music um and i don't i mean i know that she's influenced a lot by like music soul child and lauren hill things like that or people like that rather um india re as well um who i've listened to growing up of course um but not like i don't think as in depth as she has um but i connect to music more because of her um because she brought me into music in a different way than any other artist has um and it wasn't just like connection based on us both being gay people right like um it was also about like her whole story developing like um and and reading more about how she was like ride or die for this band that she was in and then they like dropped her right afterwards um like when she was on x factor i think they were like um you're gonna go far you should stay and she was like you taking them or no and they were like no and she was like well then we all out of here and then right after that they were like well bye kehlani <laughs> see you later there was no loyalty yeah. given back to her um which is also relatable to the black experience i think but also just like in hearing the way that um she's also developed like in music and using all the tools around her there's no reason for me not to also feel the passion and the presence in her music um which is what i feel when i listen to kehlani like even if i don't have the same experience like i'm like oh this is still like some fire things you know yeah. um but i also know that there's a lot of depth to her um that is in music that maybe i've never felt before and so it also allows me to be more vulnerable and allow my depth to show because she does it in a vulnerable way that allows me to now express myself otherwise um but that's why i love kehlani that's why she's my top three my, my top five my top ten but yeah well yeah her transparency and it makes her relatable for one like um you know i need to i do need to start listening to her but like i've you know heard some of her story and stuff and like mostly because of the whole yg debacle and stuff like Lord. you know because i listen to yg so um can't relate but um but yeah like it's like artists who cut themselves off completely from everybody like you know it only works sometimes but like that being mysterious works. like when the weekend first dropped and like he just dropped some random youtube videos that blew up and nobody knew what he looked like or anything mm -hmm. like no one had heard him speak like that works sometimes but I feel like especially with like the blast of social media and being able to see artists and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they control their, their Instagram. So they post stories from like their own point of view and stuff all the time. Like it's so much different than like, like the artists, our parents probably listen to yeah. like, you know, you don't see Michael Jackson for between a uh, thriller and bad. You don't see that man for like five years. Cause he's on tour, you know, and it's not like he's recording what he's doing every day because or like for the public, cause there's no social media. Yep. So like, he's not on TV. You know, he's not dropping new music, you know, and then all of a sudden bad comes out like it's different for them than it was for us. Like we can kind of see what there's only a few guys like that left, like Kendrick, like Kendrick disappeared. Like Kendrick won't, you know, he dropped, uh, uh, jumped on uh, Baby King's joint, you know, mm -hmm. like last year or whatever, but they're family. Yeah. Like other than that, Kendrick's been gone. Like mm -hmm. he's been MIA. Like, but most artists, like we get to see everything about them and that, that makes a big difference. Like, yeah. they all got youtube channels yeah they all got youtube okay. channels like they all got you know like vlogs that they that they post and stuff and you know it can be good and bad yeah. like for for them personally for yeah, us like as the consumers like if you really like that artist it's dope to see everything they're doing right. like because like you're saying like you you get to see the real her and she's real about it and like you know it's not nothing there's plastic or fake because yeah. you can't if you're 
all the time posting and talking like it, sharing your life with your fans and stuff like you can't really manufacture that that well like if you're only showing up every once in a while it can be completely manufactured yep. you know so it, it makes a big difference and then you know but then for the artists like sometimes you know being under that microscope can be difficult for them like i can't imagine that but um but yeah for us like that's like crit was always like that like crit was always transparent because he's you know for a long time he's been um independent he hasn't been with def jam for a while so like he tweets out he'll like tweet and ask fans questions and answer the replies and all that mm-hmm. like he's definitely more ground to earth than like even i mean especially kanye like well kanye's kind of just always in the he's always doing something yeah. so like you get to see a lot of kanye because he's always like saying something wild or talking about somebody or like mm-hmm. but but then like you know the weekend like you never never hear from him for real yeah like as of recently, he's been more active on social, but when he's, like, in that grind mode for albums and stuff, he disappears. Yeah. Funny how just very, like, humanizing it. Like, I don't, like, I, when, so when she was pregnant, um, he was talking about how, like, she wants to have 26 kids. And so, oh, like, huh? Like, her own? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, she never said, like, I mean, I'm sure she's down for adoption. She's a lesbian. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't yeah. know if um, her and her girlfriend are going to carry the children themselves right. or what. But, um, you know, and so then as Kehlani got older, she ended up, she, she recently got a tree house, right, which is really cool. But then she, when she bought her first house, she was like, I got a house. And then she bought her first car. We watched her get her license. Right, you could see her grow. Um, and so it was like all these things that she was saying when she had her first kid. She was like, I told you I wanted a kid. Um <laughs> And then, like, all, just, like, you know, all the things. And it's just, it's really nice, I think, refreshing. Because, like, even now seeing her as a very spiritual person, it's nice as someone who is becoming a spiritual person um, to, like, see this embodied in life as also having success. Um, so I think I can talk about her all day. But I won't. I won't go on anymore. But just to reiterate, it's very cool to be able to relate to artists and like to see yourself in them in some aspect and then be able to like um kind of have inspiration a role model if you will um that isn't someone who's just like i don't know it feels like we're friends but like i know that she doesn't know me you know Mm -hmm. right is that like how you feel about drake like or is it like like what 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 made drake your favorite artist like, cause I'm sure it's like at first, like, mm. you know, he's a new guy on the scene mm. type stuff, but, and we all know he's got, you know, bangers and stuff mm. like, like, all right, just, let me pose a different question. Like, are you, I know you're, you know, a big fan of him and he's your number one artist, but do you prefer it when like, he's like on the more smooth introspective type, you know, flows and, and bars and stuff or like, or like when he's just like on some crazy beat, just like going at it. And I like them both. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Cause you got you got that little first little four, three four tracks, straight smooth. Yeah. And then you like like once you start like, hey, I need some a little bit more upbeat. There it go. <laughs> right <laughs> like, on okay. time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, I don't know what really made him my favorite artist, but it's like every song I've ever listened, he is always a banger. Right. Like, he was always consistent. Right. Like, doesn't really I, miss. No, nah, fact, like, like yeah. at the ending of an album, I can play it straight through to the bottom, and all of them hits. 
Right. So I think that's probably what navigated me to him. Right. Made him stand out from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely, he's one of those guys in the league of his own. And he's kind of like, he's not exactly mysterious because like he'll post on social media and stuff. Like you get to see Drake's personality. Yeah. Like he'll go on SNL and stuff. Like, and he's an actor, but still you can kind of tell, you can still get a feel for like what type of guy he is and stuff. Like more of a, you know, most days I'm assuming more of an upbeat guy, you know, versus like, you know, I thought, you know, the weekend was the darkest dude ever for the longest because he wouldn't say nothing. Then all these songs would be so depressing. <laughs> right. it's like, you know, and then recent years he's he's shown more personality. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, he's you know he's he's more relatable now than mm-hmm. than ever, even though he will disappear. So yeah, yeah, I think that I would agree that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, for sure. It's always nice to see the elevation of artists. Well, yeah. Um, to close everything out, I got one more question. Mm-hmm. Are you guys satisfied how life is? Um. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say not satisfied. It's one of those things where, like, I'm a firm believer on you can't ever really be satisfied. Like, I just I just know, like, in my personal experience, like, even when, you know, like, with sports dominating the majority of my younger life, like, even getting accolades, like, you know, it was always just something else. Like, it was another thing to do. Like, you know, a little league, we go to Super Bowl or whatever, then it's like, okay, I'm trying to make JV. Like, then you make JV, and so I'm trying to make varsity. And then once you're on varsity, it's, oh, I want to win states. Once you win states, then it's like, oh, I want to be all state. You know, then it's like, oh, I want to play college. Like, it's always just building. Like, it's the next thing. Um, yeah. And then, like, with myself musically, like, um, in that aspect, it's the same thing. Like, I started on my phone just using GarageBand, and I was like, okay, let me see if I can make something that's decent, right? And then it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, let me see if I can – make something on the laptop and then it's like oh well let me get this trial of logic pro and if i can make decent music on logic pro then i'll go ahead buy it and then build from there and then it's like you know oh well let me try to sing right like you know i know i know i understand key and stuff like that and i got a decent voice so like let's make that happen right and then it's you know try more daring things vocally and then it's you know find your sound and then you know it's just it's it's always evolving like the big big goal for me this year is live performances like um and hopefully that'll you know be a reality very soon. I don't have a. Coming a, soon. a, a I don't want to, you know. Pending, pending. Yeah, it's pending, pending. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put the exact date out there yet, but, but then yeah, like then from there it's like you know, maybe get on, you know, um, like a small festival or something like that. Like you know, it's just mm-hmm. always it's just always building. Like it's not, you know, and it's of course like with the whole idea of like a dream. Like with the music thing, it's kind of just, you know, for me it's not like oh win a Grammy or something wild like that. Like no, it's like every little tiny goal or every step that I make, like, let's, let's achieve that, you know, like, like that. Yeah. Like, it's not like, like a lot of people get into it, you know, to try to be famous or something like that. Or for me, it's like a big part of it is just trying to figure out what I can do. Like, cause mm-hmm. it, you know, at, at some point there's a cap, you know, for my ability and it's like, well, you know, I might as well keep building, keep working to try to see what that cap is. Like, you know, where does the journey end musically? Um, and then, uh, I guess with coaching wise, like coaching, it's the same, same idea. Like first thing was like, okay, let's get this first year coaching under my belt, like as a position coach. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to be JV head coach and let's see how that goes. And then, Mm. you know, want to go undefeated and then, you know, you do that. And then it's like, okay, I'm ready. You know, that next jump, let's coach varsity. Like, 
yep. you know, see what that's like and then, you know, become a coordinator and then, you know, um, you, it, like next progression, head coach. And then from there, it's like win a state championship, you know, and then even from there, like there's still, even after you win states, it's like, okay, we, can we get two or three of them, you know, or if, can I get the most in school history? Like, yeah. or can I get the most wins in school history? Like the only, the only main goal, like major goal I know with coaching, like if I'm blessed enough to become a head coach and, you know, at a relatively young age, like that overall wins record for high school football for the nation, it's crazy. Like, it's like the dude like got the job when he was like six years younger than me. And he like, he coached until he was like a million years old. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's the only one where I know it's, like, basically impossible. Like, yeah. he's just so much far ahead of, like, the guy who's in second place. Mm-hmm. Um, he just coached for such a long time. But a lot of those goals, like, the small chipaways, like, even if, you know, I'm lucky enough to become a head coach, like, like it's going to be win the first game and then, you know, mm-hmm. beat all your rivals and then maybe win the district and then go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Like, it's always just stacking, like, there's always there's almost nothing I feel like in life that's like just finite where it's like we have specific goals, but like when we look at avenues, like every avenue has like multiple goals down it. Yeah. Like it's it's just hard for me to imagine something where I could be like, okay, I'm gonna do that, and then like the like when you when you start something, you can see the finish line already. Mm-hmm. Like almost everything that takes time and effort, like that finish line is far down the road. Like. But yeah. the, the beauty of it is achieving all those goals. Like, and it's like you guys were talking about early on, like, in the conversation. You, you can't get caught up in, you know, just that one finish line at the, at the end. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't just look, because that's not really committing yourself to consistency and, um, and, and, you know, deciding that you're going to do something and stick with it. Because yeah. that just having to start point A, point B is, isn't enough for that. Because how do you work at it every day or in chunks, you know, every couple of days without the little goals? Like, if you're not setting those little goals, it's going to feel like you'll never achieve any of it. Like, yeah. and that's with really, like, all three of those things that, for myself personally, there are primary things that I've either done or am doing. Like, that's what makes the stuff that I have achieved achievable. And then a big thing in you know, kind of goes on that, like, idea of, of, of self-doubt, like, mm. something that helps me fight against that is, like, thinking about what you have achieved, like, yeah. every once in a while, like, even when it gets tough, and, like, when I hear an artist, I'm like, man, this dude's insane, like, I can never achieve that, it's real, like, it's real, like, eye-opening, like, if I go back and listen to something really old, like, if I go back, like, the other day, I went through my iPhone files like and found some of those garage bands I was making in the in the beginning. Like, you know, like a nine year old could have made that stuff, you know? Like it's <laughs> it's just so basic. Like it's nothing yeah. to it. Like and that's mm. where I started at versus where I'm at now. Like, you know, and like people are hearing the music and and, you know, it's getting streams and stuff. I'm getting these opportunities to like write for Bliss Pop and stuff and and meet other artists and work with other artists, like mm. and you know, September 2019 or or 2020 it was in september 2020 like none of that was a reality like yeah but i've hit so many small checkpoints since then like and but that's how athletics was and that's how coaching was so i figure that most things in life are probably like that and if people don't think they are maybe they should they should try to look at it in that way and it'll help them achieve those goals 
I have a hard time looking back at like reflecting on achievements along the way until I get something like something. There's like always one moment that happens and I'm like, oh, damn. Right. Because I have come. Yeah. You know, but like it's never like man. it's never like in the moment where I'm like, can I do this? Hey, you've already done X, Y and Z. Right. Towards this is just the next kind of the next step. Right. Right. Um, that's something that I'm I'm working on. I'll put that. Um, but to answer your question, I'm satisfied with life right now. Um, I'm feeling like yes and no. Like, I feel like I'm on the fence a little bit. Like, I, um, I'm not dissatisfied with life right now. Um, do I want more? Yes. Um, would I like to do more? Yes. But um, I think that where I currently am feels good for where I'm supposed to be. Um, if that makes sense. I feel like right now I'm kind of just um waiting for my self-doubt to go away so I can go to the next step <laughs> um and I also feel like right now I'm in like this like waving period of like figuring all of the things out that I or like what the next step actually looks like to put it into like language reality to like be able to grasp it um <laughs> so I mean it doesn't feel bad um it feels good where I am um, but I'm looking forward to being able to like actually leap without having to worry about like the what if that could, that I'm thinking about, like right now or like if I don't kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about the same as you. I'm never satisfied. I'm really hard on myself. Yeah, you are. Because I just feel like I'm not hard on myself. Then I'm going to just get comfortable. Mm, yeah. Can't get comfortable. No. Don't want to get so. I mean, yeah, I'm never satisfied. It's just I am grateful for where I am now and where I used to be, but yeah, I'm yeah, always something I can bubble up on. Yeah, that term comfortable, like, com- I always feel like when I get comfortable, that's when I lo- miss out on something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, man, like, I was just chilling and I could have been making this happen, had this opportunity. Like, yeah, I'm in the bedroom eating Cheerios, yeah. Like, <laughs> some great going right, on out there. Right. Like instead of, you know, going to an event or something like that, I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna just stay at the crib. Like mm-hmm. you know, you miss opportunities to meet people or learn something more, like, you know, with anything. Like be coaching football, you know. Do y'all rest? Um I'd say no, right. Do not lie. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> I mean, probably not. 'Cause I I I'll I'll be honest, I was thinking about it the other day, like you know, I have my day job, like, you know, teaching and stuff, and that's not necessarily something that doesn't take time. It takes, you know, a significant amount of time to make sure you're on top of your grades and all that stuff, helping students, making sure you're helping them academically, but also, like, with whatever issues and stuff they have, like, making sure they're getting the help they need. Um, yeah. And then football on top of that, like, taking on a coordinator position, like, having to scheme the defense and and make sure, you know, everybody knows what's going on. And luckily I have great assistant coach that's what's really helped me right now it's like i got guys like chris you know i got guys like bruce and darius and gabe like on the defensive staff who mm-hmm. you know if i bring something to them they can understand it and implement it like it's not like i have yeah. to spend so much time to make sure like y'all know what's going on like right. y'all like i bring mm-hmm. it to y'all y'all know what's what's going on if y'all mm-hmm. have suggestions or tweaks to it to improve it then boom we hit that then we're rolling like yeah like so that's made it so much smoother like but but even with that, like it still has to be done, and then 
making music on top of that having the album finished has been a blessing because now it's like i can do covers every once in a while on my own time when i want to and stuff but i don't like like when i was finishing the album i had to work on it for hours every day because mm-hmm. like i set a hard date on when i wanted to release it and i had to make sure it was all cleaned up and ready to stream so like and it's six tracks versus three like yeah. so you know the more tracks when you're working all on your own it's just more time so um and then um the new opportunity with bliss pop like writing articles and stuff comes kind of easier to me because being a history major and stuff i had to write all the time like Mm -hmm. so you know writing is not difficult but it still has to be done and then i'm gonna start um doing interviews um uh and then also having to go to live shows and stuff like and having to deal with scheduling conflicts between you know whether it's football and and you know, going to a show or whatever it is, like right. that's when it's going to you know, get difficult. But one of the blessings is being a teacher is once, you know, school year's over, like I got some, I got a lot of my time freed up. Right. So that'll, that'll definitely help and help me stay on top of, of all the stuff. But to answer your question, no, I don't really, the <laughs> only time I really read, like we get a, I guess a couple hours a night to, to get on the Xbox or whatever, like that's kind of resting for me. Like even though we're competing and we might be yelling and stuff like that, like that's time to laugh and joke around and kind of unwind, like where I can like really be myself. Like the dudes we play with, we've known our whole lives. Like so, it's like it's like a little family. Like the guys that that we that we play the game with, and um, you know, that's relaxing for me. Like that's like when I, I don't have to think about a due date. I don't have to think about getting something done. I don't have to think about if something's like cleaned up enough or good enough. Like I don't have to think about any of the stuff that I normally have to think about. Like right. you just sit down play the game like you know talk in between the game like you know shout out to the xbox yeah like it's it's really and that's yeah like i've i've been on xbox since seventh grade sixth grade seventh grade and it's always kind of been like like people give like gaming has a stigma like you know there's like a lot of um stereotypes that come with gaming but Mm -hmm. but for a lot of people it is like a little community like it's a little like when I was younger, we used to play with a lot of people we didn't even really know. Like you, you know, befriend kids who played in like Georgia and stuff like that, you right. know. But like mm. that was like your downtime outside of school and football. Like that's your mm. time where you got to just like you know just talk and play the game and have fun, compete. Being you know, Chris is competitive as well. Like being a competitive person, like that's fun. Like to be able to compete is fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's 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 definitely a way to unwind but that's what i would count as rest like i mean sorry for for me for me personally like i feel because like as far as like i mean i sleep decently like i've always slept about the same amount if i get my six to seven hours like that's normally the window i'm always in like on the weekends i you know sleep 10 to 12 sometimes but yeah i'll sleep (laughs) a lot on the weekends but weekdays Mm. i normally get about that that six to seven and and kind of roll with it. every once in a while like last night i slept pretty well like i went to bed i got off the game at like 9 30 and hit the snooze button a few times so like i didn't really even get out of bed until after six so that was a decent decent amount of time you know mm-hmm. but then there's some nights where like either i can't sleep or like i don't I, for whatever reason i don't feel like hitting snooze and i get up at 5 30 instead and um you know i just don't get as much sleep but like i don't feel well rest and sleep are different like resting is not like resting coming from a doula is like where you're able to like just do 
things that don't require any brain or body effort. So like if you were just sitting down right now, we're not recording a podcast, right? Yeah. That would you be like actively resting. If you just right now went to go lay down in your bed and you didn't go to sleep, but you just kind of like laid there and your body just kind of sunk See, into the a, bed. I'm going to be asleep. That's, that's resting. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, but if you yeah, go to sleep, you go to saying. sleep, that's good. Yeah. But like, I think also in thinking about like how competitive y'all are and how much work y'all do with football. And then on top of everything else, like y'all, you need to rest because the idea of like it being that you're technically working three jobs at once. Right. Even if they feel like their hobbies, their jobs. Right. Um, there needs to be a moment where you're able to be like, not just, this is like, this is trace time or this is Chris time. Right. Like, but you need to have a moment where it's like, this is just, <sighs> damn, a release. But even if it's like before you get on the game, because the game is unwinding, right. For you, it's like, I'm not, mentally thinking about like plays or grades or this 808 beat um instead i'm like thinking about <laughs> talking to my friends while i kill these people on call of duty you know what i'm saying or like i shoot these fucking hoops like a bad bitch you know whatever it is um but like i think when when we're talking about resting we're talking about like you saying i'm not gonna do anything for anybody i'm not gonna show up in any other way i'm just gonna be here Basically just saying, like, I'm not going to do anything for anybody else. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to breathe the way that I want to. I'm going to just take a moment. I'm not showing up for anybody else. Not handling the cats. Not raking the leaves. I'm not fixing my pool for the pool party I'm supposed to have for my friends. I am Thanks. just being That's me That's going to be what sends me over is, is the pool. <laughs> Goodbye. Forget all the other stuff. <laughs> pool. That's going to be it. I'm just saying it's been three years, so, you know, take your time, but you're taking too long at the same time. Um, I challenge you guys mm. to rest. It could be on a weekend. I'm not even saying weekday because weekdays is a challenge for y'all. Mm. Does medication, uh, med- medication, does meditation count? Because I used to meditate. Yeah. Yeah, I used to meditate. I did that for like a solid month and then, I don't know, I just fell off. But I used to have like an app and all that. Yeah. Did you use Calm or Insight? Calm or what I used. but I accidentally signed up for like the year joint and it was like $120. Okay. <laughs> so First I was like, all. I'm about to use this. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I was like, I'm about to get right. every every cent out of this app that I can. But mm-hmm. um inside is free if you nah, want to get back it was... into it. But <laughs> for free without having to pay for a subscription. I challenge you guys to rest for real. And I'm gonna text both of y'all next week to make sure. Okay. I might not text you to be honest. I live with I'm, you, but I'm, I'm definitely gonna text you. We'll see. I'll try my best. Thank you. Uh, bye, guys. That was a great and interesting episode. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was nice. I mean, I love talking to y'all anyway, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it was nice to kind of, uh, you know, be a part of the podcast and, and I, you know, thank y'all for inviting me, you know, yeah, could have been anybody, coming. you know, so. Hey, man. When, okay. When the album dropping? Uh, March 28th. It's going to be on all streaming platforms, even streaming platforms you never heard of, you know, shout out to my distributor. So it's going to be on everything. Um, mm. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, um, you know, let me just, you know, make sure I don't say my Instagram wrong. But, uh, yeah, so if you follow me on IG, um, but if you don't follow me on IG, my Instagram is Trace, which is T-R-E-S underscore official underscore. And uh, I'll be posting all the updates and stuff on there for the pre-save links. Um, uh, We only got a few more days left. We're recording this on March 23rd. Right, so the day it drops, so there'll only be a couple of days left. We should be having um 
you know, a release party for it soon after it dropped, and I'll have details. All that stuff's going to be on my Instagram, you know, so make sure you follow that to stay updated. Speaking of socials, make sure you follow the podcast page without conditions pod on Instagram. You can also follow me at Jess Jessen, three S's and Jess on Instagram, and then two S's, Jess Jessen on TikTok. Yeah, at Coach Bright 85. And we will see y'all next week. Peace.